Yeah, nice. A little change it up, right? The garage. At least we get a little breeze out here. It's classic, dude. And my this might need to be the new spot. It can be. And it's nice if we do like dusk, right? A little little ambiance. Try to get a little sunset. We're not gay, but I mean, if we weren't, if this we'd be fucking. Yo, have you seen that video? It's like the guy goes, it was like a reel. There's like this southern. His name's like Mississippi Superman. He's got like a podcast. Looks like. He's got this guest on the show. He's like, he's like, hey man, tell me the truth. If you were to go camping, right, and you were to get I fucked up, and you wake up with your pants around your ankles, yeah. fucking ass is sore. Would all you tell anybody? All looped up or all something. Would you tell anybody? Yeah. He goes, no. He goes, you want to camping? <laughs> That's an old school joke, dude. I told Nicole that she was just like. She didn't hear it before. She's never heard it before, but she—that's not her. Per, that's not her sense of humor. She's yeah, like, yeah. she's like, dude, know your audience. Like, that shit's not funny to me. <laughs> that shit's fucking hilarious. I think it's great. Me too. That's an old school. I remember fucking hearing that when I was like, I don't even know how old. Probably some pervert trying to recruit <laughs> me to go fucking camping. Hell yeah! Did you ever have some fucking dude do that? No, but. I did. You're like, you didn't grow up as like an altar boy or anything. I was an altar boy, believe it or not. But, not but they like, didn't try you like no, that. No, no, oh, that's good. I didn't have my hair parted in the center. Oh, God. You know that one, right? No. The hair when most like Catholic altar boys, the joke is like the hair is parted in the center because the priest is always going like this as, oh, as the altar boy. Oh my God! I know, dude. and I'm Catholic. It's horrible. Forgive me, God. It yeah. is, bro. But I, my family's Catholic too. I got fucking seven uncles, and it's just like, bro, they're all altar boys, you know. Couple yeah. and got molested, bro. That's just how it goes. I mean, we drank the wine and shit. Like fucking, we'd go in there and fucking drink the wine and tear shit up. But I never tear like, shit up. What does that mean? No, tear shit up. So we used to, we used to go when we were in uh, grammar school. I went to Catholic school my whole life to yeah. to high school. So in grammar school, we were altar boys, and if there was like a funeral or like, a, yeah, it was never a wedding. It was always funerals. The, you used to get like five dollars if you were the altar boy or girl. Was it girls? Yeah. So. There was a room, like the church was round, so we used to go in and there was a, you'd walk in to the right was the church and all that. If you go to the left, you could get in the rectory and like go to the back where they had the robes and shit. You get dressed, put the robe on, and it was like the priest quarters. They had the the body of Christ, the wine, and then there was like another room that it was the weirdest room ever. But I remember it was me, Manny, all these dudes like Peter LaBarber, Luigi Parizelli, Maurice McKenzie, Manuel Bastos. Uh, I could be missing a few, like Jared Jurgensen. There was like eight or ten of us <laughs> that ended up finding this room and going there. And I think it was Maurice McKenzie. I think the Jamaican dude I told you when he yeah, came yeah, to kindergarten yeah. never saw snow. Yeah, him. So we he find, was Catholic too. Yeah, right, he went there. So we we go into that room and it's literally like you're in, and it was just like one. It wasn't like a confessional. It was like a chair, a little table. There was another small table with a, a fucking lamp on it. It was probably like two times the size of like a jail cell. It was nothing, you know? Yeah. It was the weirdest, I don't know what they did in that room. So we're all in there like one day, the lights on, we're all fucking around, like looking around, whatever. And Maurice just goes and shuts the light off. The door is closed and shuts the light off and it's just pitch black. So we're all like, ah, and screaming, start wrestling, pushing everybody. Just to, moshing? Yeah, just going crazy. The light gets flipped back on. The lamp is broke, it's on the floor. There's fucking tape, everything. It's just a mess, like yeah. a complete mess. It was just, it was like one of those things. So I, I always remember, it's like, being in the church. Not, not that we did that all the time, but it was just like a funny fucking Hell yeah. thinking back to it. We used to have like some crazy, crazy shit in that, in that school as a little kid. I remember there was this, uh, this lady, I think it was Miss O'Brien in sixth grade. 
she had she had brought in like a, the, a microscope. It was like one of those old, uh, like brass heavy fucking, you know. And she was trying to like get us into that whatever. And we, at recess, we always had like the the kickballs, the red ones that yeah, fucking yeah. you could just dodge balls, whatever. Oh yeah. So we were out at recess, and at the when you walk into the classrooms, it was like all the desks, and then the coat rack was in the back of the classroom. We never left that classroom. Like that was our room. So our coats were there, our lunches, everything. And there was like one long table, wood table, kind of low, little seats, and the the microscope was right in the center. So we're out at recess. We're all fucking running around. We come in, and we had to wear uniforms. We had like ties and shit. Yeah. So we come in, and I remember Maurice comes in. I was right behind him, and one of those kickballs. I don't know why was at the like in the center of our class towards the front and he, we come in we're all laughing screaming like little fucking girls and he just boots the ball towards the back of the classroom <laughs> yo I swear to god a hundred tries he'd never do it again it literally was perfect height a missile went back and just took that microscope and smashed it right <laughs> into the back wall in a million fucking pieces yo we were like teachers oh like, my god yes. and then she comes in the classroom we're all in our desks she wasn't there yet because we just came in from recess Could they she, beat you no, no, uh, they were they weren't. Um, they weren't nuns. <laughs> we had a couple nuns. I'll tell you another funny one. So her microscope was all destroyed. She was crying, and you got to remember, like we were only six, but that teacher was probably like twenty-two. Yeah, you know, you don't realize that then. You think they're like ladies. You think like, they're like fucking fifty. Yeah. But uh, it was fucking funny. I remember same fucking kid, Maurice. He was so funny, man. Um, we had a, a a nun. I think it was Sister Margaret Mary. Uh, yes, it was Sister Margaret Mary. Tough old bitch, right? Just a, one of those, like, she definitely in her time, she's been a nun forever, she definitely used the ruler on Fucking kids, beast all that. Animals. The teacher's desk was in the front of the classroom, and it was like one of those ones that had side supports, but if they're sitting under the desk, you could see, like, under, yeah. you could see their, their, their pussies, if they, whatever, if they were. So she's in there with all her nun shit on, like the gowns down to her ankles, whatever. So we're acting around, acting up, fucking around, and she's like, Maurice! Get over here. So he goes up to the front. She's like, if you can't behave, she's like, sit under the desk. I'll tell you when you can get out. So he's like, what? She's like, get under the desk. So she's facing us. We're facing her. He is, he gets in the desk, like, from the front. So his back. His face is just in her well, fucking his, crotch. He went, in, like, he went in and, like, shimmied back. Okay. So he's looking out at us. <laughs> so, like, me and Manny are sitting there. We're fucking dying because he's sitting under the desk. Yeah. We didn't know anything, whatever. We knew, like, a little bit of, like, dirty jokes, whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden, he's looking at us, we're all laughing, he's like this. He turns around, like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, bro, it was... Fu- it, I'll never forget these stories. Like, I, it was, I fucking love that shit. It was fucking great, man. Bro, I remember I was riding the bus, and I had a... Uh, when I was in high school, I was riding the bus, and... Uh, I remember we had this stop, and this little—I mean, this this black kid did not hit puberty yet. He was—he looked like he was fucking six years old. He still probably had a ten-inch hammer, bro. He fucking <laughs> walks on the bus, and he goes like this. He goes, "It smells like period on this bus." Oh my and god! He just fucking sits down. Dude. Dude, we're just like, oh god, it's so fucking funny. Um, when I was in third grade, I had a teacher that <coughs> had fucking cannons, bro. And she would just, all day, just lean over her desk and like, a thing. And I just remember being in third grade, just being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Every single day, my whole third grade, almost, as long as I was in that class, because I moved around a lot, so I was probably in there for like half the year or something like that. But dude, every single day, she's just leaning over with these fucking saggy udders, bro. And I'm just like, holy fuck. I'm, 
I can't focus. I'm yeah. just like, it's amazing what happens to you as a kid. I remember one of my, one of my, uh, when I was super young, I had this, uh, I had this babysitter. Her name, her name was Asia, and and she turned out to be a porn star. Her name was Asia. Well, her little sister, her little sister was my older sister's best friend, Celica. And bro, when I was like five, maybe four or five, I fucking stole some jewelry from my mom. To I, give to her? I put it in an envelope. I tried spelling Celica on an envelope, and I put it in the fucking mailbox. And I tried to send it to her. Like, that's how much of, like, a little fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah like a little Like, crush. ladies' man yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. trying to be. And then, um... <laughs> and then when I was in, uh... When I was in, like, I think it was, like, first grade. Yeah, I think it was, like, first grade. Her, her older sister started babysitting. And I just remember, dude, I had... I mean, as creepy as it sounds, I had a plan. Next time we go to the pool... I'm fucking. I don't care what kind of trouble I get. Taking the drowning. I'm not. I'm not gonna Wendy prefer corn it. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just straight up rip her fucking top off, look at her tits, and fucking swim away as fast as I can. And that was like that was my whole goal. As like that's like borderline I, rapist in the making. Oh hell yeah, dude! As a fucking kid, but but it was but, just like, yeah. It was like one of those things where it's like, dude, when you're when you're a guy, yep. you're little. Like, it doesn't matter. You're still like in the fucking chicks, bro. I, you know, that's funny. Because I remember when I grew up in Ridgecroft, there was this apartment complex, and we used to have, they used to call it, like, skunk battle, because at night, we used to play football up there, it was a le- level area, and it was, at night, there's skunks everywhere. So, we were playing tag one night, there was this girl, Sabrina, there, she was older, I, she's, I don't know how much older, maybe, maybe she's five years older, six years older than me, but she was, like, one of the hot older girls, and I remember we're all standing there, picking teams, and she's like, I'll take Greg. And I was just like, just grabbed her tit. And she was like, wow, right in the face. And it was like a huge, like, she told my dad. My dad fucking ripped me. Like, uh, Well, good for your dad. Yeah, it's it was. Like, and I, I look back at it now. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Yeah, but, no. well, hey, bro, we fucking turned out straight, right? That's how it is. I guess we did. <laughs> Yo, you said there's a, uh, you said there's an air show, air and sea show. Oh, yeah, so uh, this weekend, tomorrow it starts. Because I saw, I remember when I used to work for Arizona IC, we used to fucking work it. Always load up. Like the beachfront stores would always take heavy orders. Because it's a, have you ever seen it? Nah. Yo, it's a mob scene. It, there's people, it's, it's, it's awesome. And uh, they've been like training this past like few days. They have like the Blue Angels there, they have like the Stealth Bomber. And yo, when I tell you, dude, if you're sitting on like Fort Lauderdale, not even on the sand, like on A1A, Fort Lauderdale Beach, the fucking stealth comes through and like you don't hear shit. Like you know, like when the Blue Angels come, you don't, the afterburners, like you see them and then right. the stealth comes through. It's like, it looks like it's just hovering. It just glides in. No fucking no noise. Yo, it's, you're literally from here. I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like an asshole on the fucking cast, but a thousand feet. 2000 it's like right you feel like you yeah. can throw a fucking rock at it yeah and it's this black just a black triangle and it's got that little fucking v in the back i think so it's, it's been a long little... time since i seen it but it's fucking badass oh, yeah. and then the thing just fucking loads up and just hammers down and just within a second you don't see it it's gone but they do like all types of you know tricks and everything it's really it's cool and it, there was one year they I've had never like been a, to an air show but i always see dope. the i always see the videos of people fucking it's cool as shit it is. It's really cool. People are getting fucked up. People are fucking dying in them bitches. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, I mean, you're bound to have accidents. What, how many they put on? When I lived in the desert, 
they always had them. They yeah. had them like three times a year. It's cool, man. We should next year. We should plan it. It's not yo know, like Kayla and, and Quinn. It would be because when those afterburners kick in, the fucking hotels are vibrant. It's loud. Oh, yeah. My, but it's uh, dope. My younger sister was a was a pilot in the army. She flew Chinooks, so like the double, yeah, the, the yeah, double yeah. prop ones. Nice. And so she got to do a flyover for a, a text a Titans game in Nashville. That's cool. And she's got the video of it, and like uh, like somebody in the stands that she knows, like like when they do the anthem and those planes yeah, go yeah. by. And, and, awesome. and she flew over the stadium and shit. She was piloting. It was pretty dope. That's fucking sick. But when, when you said sea, I thought there was gonna be like a boat show. No, so they have when they do the air and sea show. So there's a lot of like navy aircraft carriers and shit that are out there also. Hell yeah! I don't recall them like doing like Top Gun shit landing on the carriers with the with the with the with the rope. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't remember that, but I remember seeing like warships and stuff. They're not in as close, but you can. They're kind of out there. It's really cool, man. It's fucking. It's a good time. I remember, I mean, I, this was 20 years ago. I was single with no kids and fucking drunk. And oh, but you dude, know. you kids are fucking love that. Yeah. Are you going to go to it on Sunday, you think? I don't know. I got to see what she says. I don't know. I got to watch it, too. I have, like, a couple jobs I got to get done. I just got phone calls today for, like, three jobs. Nice, dude. But there was a, um, on Joe Rogan, he was talking about this documentary, this, uh, this new documentary about this, uh, UFO crash and fucking, um, in Brazil back in like 1996 right. supposedly this UFO crashes and these people in like this neighborhood just see it they go over there and one of the dudes grabs a fucking alien out of the wreckage and he's alive come on grabs the alien carries well, they, that's somewhere. from like Independence Day Will listen, Smith shit listen grabs the alien carries him somewhere fucking dies I think pretty soon after from like just this random infection that the guy did. yeah the guy that, that, that touched it and then there was like a doctor on there that supposedly they wouldn't allow him to see it, but they made him, they forced him to x-ray it. And like the U.S. government came and fucking snatched Wait, the what year up. was this? 1996. What year was Independence Day out? Because that's exactly, I wonder if they used that. Bro, they said the stench that this alien yeah, left that's, in the yeah. hospital, it, it took weeks for it to fucking clear out of the hospital. All they did was bring it in a body bag and fucking x-ray it. Some wild shit, bro. But, um... 1996. Did it? Independence Day. Maybe it's Fugazi, bro. It's called Moment of Contact, the, uh, the, the documentary that uh, Joe Rogan was talking about. He, he brought the guy on. I feel guy. like if Rogan was talking about it, he wouldn't be talking about some fake shit. Like nah, that. dude, Ro Rogan's, like... Rogan's pretty solid. Like, he, he gets into conspiracy theories, but he's also not a fucking dummy. Like, he'll, he'll sniff some shit out, too. But, uh, this shit seemed pretty, pretty legit. But, anyways... In Brazil, yeah, in Brazil, and then the, and the three girls. There was like three girls. It was like a fourteen-year-old, a sixteen-year-old, and like a twenty-year-old that witnessed it, and they found them, and they're like alive, alive. Yeah, they're doing interviews today. They found the doctor. The doctor only talked because he was retired for four years and fucking said fuck it. Dude, I I, I guarantee you that was that was used in that movie because the way you just described it, Will Smith. Remember, he goes up when he crashes his plane. He goes up and gets the alien. He punches Didn't him in the face. Out? Yeah, he punches him in the face. He just drags him out. And then he's dragging him in the parachute. And they take him in a body bag into the thing. And he wakes up. And the doctor's there. He, but in the movie, he, like, fucking kills everybody or whatever. 
And yeah, it sounds exactly the same. Oh yeah. I love in that movie. Who's that actor? Is that Randy Quaid from uh, yeah. Vegas Vacation? Yeah. The drunk pilot. Oh yeah. And he's I, I you know what? No homo. Like I cried when he was killing himself at the end of, to, to launch the to kill it. He's he like, fucking took one from the team. Tell my boys I love them. Tell my boys I love them. Meantime, like, like trailer just trailer yeah, parties. Tra- yeah. And but before that, the guy he was hung over before he had to fly. He like comes to. So he's just like a regular shit bag and the thing. He was a crop duster for like a yeah. single Cessna or whatever. Yeah. Tell my boys I love him. He saved Tell the day. Tell my boys I love him, man. I like, I like that part, but I think I like him better when he's uh, Uncle Eddie or Cousin Eddie in Vegas Vacation or that the phase. Like, I'll take some of the yellow. Don't get cheap on me now either. Yo, he pulls out the army satchel. He's like, he's like, uh, what the fuck is his name? What the hell is Chevy Chase's name? What the fuck is his name? Get to the chopper. Chippy Chance? Yeah, in Vegas Vacation. Or in all of them. What's his name? Um, it's, uh... Not Rick Moranis. No, not Rick. No. <laughs> Rick Moranis <laughs> is a fucking actor. I'm That's trying, honey, I'm I trying to think what Chippy Chase's uh, stage name is. Is it Clay? No. Dale? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Was it National Lampoon's? Come on. Come on, cats. Let's go, baby. Clark. 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 Clark Griswold. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe it. Shame on Clark me. Clark Griswold. But he's like, uh... He's like, Dude, uh, I was playing some 80s music this morning. The 38 special. Oh, I love it. And then, uh... Jesse's Girl? No, 38 Special was, uh... Stuck on you. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, Def Leppard, Hysteria. That yep. song was dope. My wife was just like, what the fuck are you listening to? She's like, not a morning person. But hey, remember when we thought we saw the UFOs? Yeah. <laughs> so we're... So we're... So we're at uh, Greg's old house, and his... He's, he's out back. He had a pool in his backyard, and he's out back, and he sends uh, little Gray again. And little Gray is just like, Danny, Danny, come on. My dad said to come outside. My dad said to come outside. So I go out there, and we see these. What were they? It was almost like some orange It was lights. like those uh, Japanese-like bags, those lighting well, bags, whatever. We but I that out after Yeah, that. no, I, they look like fucking, they look like. Embers of the sun, like yeah. floating. It yeah, was they looked like crazy. the ash. They looked like the fucking the cherry of a cigarette, and they were just floating in the sky. They look. They looked like small campfires, like the flames and everything. They were just. They were. And they, they were, were pretty gnarly. And they were drifting. And they both. And I think it was like three or four of them. They all died at the same time. <laughs> and we thought we saw a UFO, dude. We thought that shit was real. And then our uh, pilot of a neighbor, our, our ex fucking pilot, was just like, "Yo, that shit was just." Chinese lanterns or something like that. Japanese lanterns. So I guess when somebody dies or they're honoring somebody or whatever, that was that was pretty. There's a street. But like how gusty here. was that fucking wind? It for, for those things to be moving the way that they're moving. They were going. I was like, oh, they're I like fucking, they're they're staking out the know, fucking dude. area. I don't know. You see that street? You can kind of make it out. Oh yeah. Last night I was letting the dog out. That that's probably the highest street light I ever seen in my fucking life. I was like, yo, I gotta call Danny. I thought it was something. And I'm like looking, and it wasn't moving, and I, then you could kind of see the the pole. But that thing is fucking up there. Let me, make, I gotta make another drink. I need a five second break. Yeah, some good boat stories. Um, the only boat 
So my great uncle Chubby, my mom's uncle Tony, call him Uncle Chubby. Chubby. Yeah, he used to, as my grandfather's brother. He used to have a boat in Quincy, Massachusetts. He used to run a bait and tackle and gun store in Sleepy Hollow, like as long as I can remember. No way. Yeah. So growing up, you could like go and just like shoot the shit there. So um, those stories, like we used to go in the woods and let all the fucking guns off and shit all. You get the ammo from him. We used to go there and go, let me get a box of slugs. I didn't fucking. You know, this was pre nine eleven and all that shit. Right. Whatever. That shit's sick as fuck. Though. Yeah, it was. It was cool. The hook up on fucking ammo. He's dead now, so I'll tell you, we're jumping around. But I came across a, uh, a throwaway Glock seventeen. I think it was a seventeen. Might have been a fifteen. But I, I had it for a while. It had some bodies on it. Probably. I don't know. I have no idea. It had. I had like three rounds for it or something and I never I could never get you can't go to the store and get you know rounds in New York so I never fired it I just always had it because whatever it was always in my house I never carried never left the house nothing so it that's got some New York shit having it but not carrying it yeah <laughs> it was like I feel like I had it all the time like in my house you were young too yeah no I was like oh, okay. 25 oh, okay 20 maybe older but I had it it was in my house but I was never the type, like, because I know how I am. Like, if I'm going out, if I'm drinking you're or getting fucked up, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, you're looking at someone on the fucking floor. You know your whole life is over. You're going to jail forever. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to get out of the country. Yeah. Exactly. Like, give me a free <laughs> So uh, I always just had it in my house, whatever. And I'm like, what am I doing with this thing? It's fucking never going to do nothing. So I wanted to get a new hunting rifle. And I happened to go into his shop to get bloodworms because the stripers were running in the Hudson. So I see this Marlin 35 deer gun. It's like a fucking elephant gun. Do you know the Marlin 35? No, not for I have to bust it out one night. It's the it's lever action, small, but it's it's fucking. It could take down. It, I don't know if it could take down an elephant, but it could take down a bear. Like it packs. Hell yeah. So I see it in there. I'm like, you know, Uncle Chubb, I, I want to get a, a hunting rifle. I don't know if I was gonna get a 308 or whatever. So he's like, oh, check this out, the Marlin. I'm like, oh, how much is it? He's like, I could give it to you for, I, I don't know, I'm making up a price. I, I don't know, 300 bucks, 250 something like that. I'm like, all right, and it, it's it's like a, not an antique gun, but. Which is nice. Yeah. A lot of guys, like, like I've hunted in, in different clubs, and people see the gun, like, yo, where'd you get, like, they make them, but this is an older style. It's it's, yeah. it's cool. It's if you better. know, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, where'd you get that? Yeah. So. One day I said to him, I'm like, listen, um, I, gotta, I was like, I gotta talk to you. He goes, you don't care, right? And I've known him my whole life. He used to, you know, we'll, we'll revert back to the fishing stories. He said, what's up? I'm like, listen, I got this Glock handgun. And he looks at me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't know what to do with it. I want to get rid of it. I don't want to go give it to the cops and get 50 bucks. Like, I want to get something. I'm like, could you get rid of it? He said, yeah, just bring it in. And he was like fucking... 75 or 80 at the time you know yeah, like, he, he's, he's like, like fuck it he's like bring it in so he's got those he's got those clients I go home I get it and I leave from my house to his shop was like I don't know three or four miles like a 10 minute car ride 7 minute car ride that was the only time that gun has ever left the house other than the time I bought it and brought it to my house so I walk in with it you know, nobody's in the store. It's an old fucking Good store. Good for you. You never, you never brought it out with the homies? Just never. Like... Never. Never. I never... I've showed a couple of my close friends. Well, actually, you were like 25, so you were pretty mature. Then. Yeah, and I... Yo, New York, dude, you get caught with a pistol. You're done. Three years, man. Yeah, you're... And I'm, I'm like, stupid. fuck that. Oh, yeah. So, 
I give it to him. He's like, what do you want for it? I'm like, I don't know. I was like, nothing. I just, you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, whatever. I just want to get rid of it. I don't know what to do with it. I'm not going to throw it in the Hudson River. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I was eyeing that Marlin. Goes for like six hundo. Yeah, I paid eight for it because it was like a, you know, a, dirt, a yeah, throwaway. Yeah. So I'm like, I was eyeing that Marlin, you know, last time I was in here. I was like, do you want to trade? And then he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, all right, fuck it, take it. Box of shells. So... That's how I got my that's how I got my deer gun from my late great great uncle. Oh yeah. But it was pretty but anyway, yeah, so he always I was always into fishing and shooting guns and shit because of him. There was a uh, he used to take me, they used to run like some gun club in Sleepy Hollow in the police station, so I was shooting guns at a young age, like thirty eights, fucking you know, yeah. little kid. And he was teaching me the right way. I did all like the NRA trainings, the hunting trainings, all the classes and stuff. He used to do them at his bait at his bait shop. So um, that's what's up, dude. I, I did the same thing, man. Yeah, it was when, cool. When that's I, how I learned all that shit. Well, when I was a kid, I did the four. Uh, have you ever heard of Four H Club? No. In the country, people do it for like raising livestock and stuff. So they like show pigs and they'll show calves and it's like. But they also have a rifle club. And so when I was nine, ten. Mom signed me up, me and my little sister up for it, and yeah, you just you just show up every week. You learn how to fucking take apart guns, safety, you safety, learn, like, right? And then and then and then you go to the police range, yep. and you get to shoot. And mine was strictly for rifles, but we they used to fuck around and like Let you show shoot. us how to right. how to fucking take apart a Glock. Similar, and, and but this was more one on one because it was just my uncle. Oh, nice. But then when we got older, he started doing like a. Um, like a youth club like that and there was maybe like six of us but yo honestly not to get off subject they should fucking I don't know if they still do that now but they should do that now because like I'm not the greatest with like pistols and shit and, and even rifles for that matter but I know how to clean my guns yeah. he showed me all that right. like I know how to do all that stuff there's so many fucking morons that have arsenals they have money so they have fucking ARs they have rounds they have shit for days they don't know like take it apart clean it no. they don't know and like I feel like same thing. We learned the basic, basic from like old timers. Yeah, from old timers, and and we learned that if you don't clean your gun, they there's potential right. of that shit fucking blowing up in the stock on you. In you know face. what I mean? Yeah. In your face, like you gotta. That was one of the most. Take care that of was that one shit. of the main things. I remember every time we would go, even if I shot fucking, you know, we had twenty twos that I used. That was my first gun. Obviously, I, was, I feel like that was everybody's first oh, rifle. Yeah. And I would clean it every time, even if I shot five rounds or fifty rounds. I'd always clean it, but. Back to that, yeah, so he had the bait store, so he also had a boat in Quincy, Mass, and he was friends with the guy that owned the marina that everybody used to go to. It was called uh, Anchor Marina. I'll never forget it. So the guy let him keep a uh, like a single wide, a camper, mm -hmm. in the marina property. I don't know if he paid him. I don't know what their, their deal was. Whatever. He had the camper there, so we used to, he would close up, like when stripers would start running up there, bluefish, stuff like that. He would close the store or my grandfather would run the store for him and he would go up fishing for like three or four days so when i got you know a decent age my parents were like you can go i think i might have been like 10 or 11 or 12 like the first time maybe maybe nine or ten and me and my buddy eric he took us and we drove up it was you know three hours three and a half hours pull into the marina and we'd go to the fucking uh I don't know if it was the Acme or like the Piggly Wiggly. I remember we used to get groceries. And he was like a caveman, like a savage. He was in the war. He was like, you know, he could survive on fucking, he could eat shit and be yeah, happy, yeah. you know? He'll teach you some things. Yeah, so we would get like artificial crab meat, 
and like some donuts, nutter butters, always nutter butters, milk, and we would fill the little bullshit fridge, a couple Gatorades, and we would go. He'd bring up all the bait, bloodworms, and he had a boat there, and it was always back to I was never we never had money. He always had the shittiest boat in the whole marina. Yeah. It was his boat was called the PT boat. I remember we were flounder fishing one time and it was a cuddy cabin. So me and him were in, it was only me and him at the time. He's on one side of the boat. And this is back 30 years ago. The fishing was so abundant. Like, there was just fish everywhere. Like, if you didn't catch a fish, you should just kill yourself or never fish again. Yeah. Like he, So he's on one side of the boat. I'm on the other side. We had those long, you know, the Coleman, the white long coolers. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of those. Top. Yep. So we had that. And we'd literally be sitting there, not even holding the pole, just in the rod and then in the holder. And I'd be, he'd be like, Greg, should I catch a fish? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, catch one. He would just go pick the pole up and just go like this, set the hook and start reeling. It was like it was like that. We'd fill that cooler up. So one time, that same trip, we're you know we're bobbing around, motors off, we're not anchored, just drifting. And he's like, go into the cabin and get whatever, a sink, whatever he needed. So I fucking go and obviously I seen Jaws at this point. Right. So like I'm you know we weren't like offshore. You could still see land, but I was ten. I was fucking you know I was. Oh, so you guys in the ocean? It was, uh, like, I guess it's the it's the harbor, Boston Harbor. Okay. Quincy Beach was there. There's okay. a few other spots. I can't remember the names, but um, the Ivory Soap Factory was there. You could see it. They had, like, three towers. When you go by, you drive by on the way out, you smell the soap. My, so, gra- my grandpa made shoes in Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. Yo, Massachusetts, I hate in like Massachusetts. The 40s, in, like, the, uh, I think it was, like, the 40s, maybe the 30s. I, I don't, I shouldn't say hate. I, I hate the sports teams. Like, I respect Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick, I hate the team though, and I hate all their other teams just because like the rivalry. I hate the Red Sox, I hate Fenway, I hate all of it. But if you take all that out of out of the equation, like as a state, as a as a that not so much a state, but as like what I know, like Quincy Market, downtown Boston, it's beautiful. I like that it's tough white dudes. I like that too, like yeah, like uh, the town, the movie, the town, like shit like that. Like I I like that and. I was going to Quincy Market before I had that hate for the sports teams, so I remember how much I liked it. You know, it was it was cool, and I liked the Northeast, like the it's like blue collar. Yeah, it's just regular fucking dudes. Regular you know? dudes. But so he sends me into the cabin, and this is how shitty his boat was. So I go in, and you know, when you go into a cut, the steering wheel's here, passenger seat is here. We're fishing back here. Yep. You do that one step down, and you kind of have a V where it's like, uh, if you want to sleep or whatever. Yeah, and then there's like a little walk path. Like, a trundle bed. Yeah, like a four foot little walk path, whatever. So I fucking go, I swear to God, I step I step down and it, it sinks. And it goes down like a few inches and my foot is covered in water. Oh, fuck. I'm like, Uncle Chubb, the fucking boat is leaking. He's like, ah, it's been leaking for like three years, it's fine. Like nothing, I'm like, yo, I'm bad. Now I'm 10. Yeah. I don't really know this guy that well. I mean, I know it's my great uncle. Right. But it's not like my dad. Yeah. You know, or my dad's you don't brother. See him all the time. So I'm like, I'm fucking nervous, but obviously nothing ever happened. But that's the kind of boats that I've always been out on. So he got rid of that, like, you know, a year or two later. Got another PT boat, same name. Another fucking bomb piece of shit. But in his defense, he wasn't, you know, he was always working the bait store. He would go up there. Every other weekend, stay in the camper. He's probably so he just, getting deals on boats from like yeah, clients and shit. Maybe a few thousand dollars for the boat. Yeah. And it just stays he there. Get rid of it. He could fish a little, and then he'd also use it to take people out. Like he, oh, yeah. he he had friends up there that he would take out. But it was oh, I used to go. I'd say I fished in Quincy 
or in Boston, that area, maybe 50 times. Holy shit, that's a lot. From, from the time I was like 10 to maybe 20. Yeah, 20, because then he, he moved down here, he got sick. Uh, yeah, like 19, 20. But we used to go flounder. That's flute. a couple times a year. Yeah, no, it was when, when we were younger and the fishing was like really good, me and Eric used to take us up there like probably, I'd say four times a year we would go. That's we would do like two bottom fishing trips and then two like striper and bluefish. But then we got older, and then we started, me and Eric started smoking pot. We would drive ourselves up there. We were in the camper one night. We're fucking high as shit. We start wrestling, and fucking, when you walk in the camper, there was the stove right here, the little sink. This was the table that turned into Uncle Chubby's bed. Down there was the bathroom, shower. The little thin, thin hallway. Yeah, the refrigerator was there, and it was like a bullshit, like, you know. And then on the right was like a couch that folded into a bed, and then the ups, the the top bunk was in the ceiling. You kind of pressed it up and then it came down. There was a little aluminum metal ladder. So me and Eric started fucking fighting. We're all high, laughing, wrestling. He's, and he was always bigger than me. He'd always kick my ass. So he's throwing me around. As he throws me, my foot goes like this. I kick the ladder. It goes right through the front fucking door of the camper. Bust the window. <laughs> just, we were, we, we had that story. Then there was another time we just went out fishing and his boat broke down. Chubby's boat broke down. Me and Eric are looking at each other. We were old enough. We were probably, we drove up. So we, Eric was 16, I was 15. And we're like making, we're like fucking PT boat piece of shit, fucking. So he, Chubby called the owner of the marina and he had a son named Danny. Danny used to drive a little skiff because they would have boats parked out in the channel on moorings. Yeah. So he would take the guys, drive them out, they'd give them 10 bucks, whatever. 10 bucks, just So he came out, out and picked us up by the Ivory Soap Factory, which is, just before you broke the inlet. I would say maybe a mile away from the arena. And he towed us back. Oh no, I'm sorry. Betty Ann towed us back on her boat. So Chubby's like, you guys stay here. You know, I'm gonna go get parts for the They'll boat. They'll throw Ann onto any name. Yeah, day. especially up there, yeah. So fucking, and those are like shit. Luann. Yeah, that was my Uncle Chubby's wife's name, Luann. Bet, dude. So uh, every fucking name. he's like, you guys stay here. I got to get parts with Betty Ann, whatever. So Betty Ann's boat was there. It was a green, probably like a 14-foot skiff with like a, a 30 on the back. It boogie for what it was. So me and Eric are like, we're sitting there smoking a joint. We're like, yo, we didn't fish today. Like, fuck it. Let's, and there was bait jumping in the water by the marina. I'm like, yo, let's just take Betty Ann's boat. We'll fucking tool around here, whatever. So we go out there. We snag a couple bunker. We cut them up, get chunks. We get two rods out the back of the boat close to the ivory soap factory so we're like a good we're probably three quarters of a mile from the marina yeah we're, we're sitting there we got the lines out ripping cigarettes we're just chilling waiting to hear when you set the clicker if you get a runner here and you just fucking pick it up the line go? all of a sudden i look behind me and here comes uncle chubby on the owner of the marina's boat his son danny on that little blue skiff he's sitting at the bow and he's like this with his hand on the fucking thing is and he I, a narc who Danny? Danny? No, he didn't know. Oh, okay. He he was, I, I mixed up the story. He didn't know we took it. I guess they were looking for us or whatever, so he started going down the channel, and Chubby's at the bow like this, looking at me and Eric. We would beat the piss out of him, but, you know, you have respect for your elders, and you're scared. He's an old yeah. fucking war vet. Yeah. So we're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Our lines are in the water. So he gets close. Danny goes to loop around, and one of our lines gets stuck in the prop. So you hear... Chubby's screaming at us, like, what the fuck, you fucking... 
because he was like really good family friends with Betty Ann. We essentially stole her boat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you guys as we're just getting being fucking fifteen, sixteen dudes. years old, as we're getting tongue lashed by my uncle, the the line gets stuck in the prop, and it's like Zzz! me and Eric, me and Eric look at each other. We hear the runner. We're like, we didn't say a word to each other, but we were both like, you could say like, I'm not grabbing it, you know, like, and it fucking it ended up breaking off in the prop, whatever, and then. He jumped on board, drove us in, and we were never allowed back for, like... He said never again, and then he took us back, like, a year later. Yeah, But we had to go apologize to Betty Ann <laughs> and all that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was on a boat one time with a dude. We, uh... Remember my boy White Mike with the Ugly Duckling? So yeah. we, and so... We go out on, uh... We go out on my boy's Ugly Duckling over in the, uh... In the intercoast on Clearwater. And his fucking boat doesn't start. And we're just like, fuck, dude. And so they do like, they're like, not it. And I, I don't know what's going on because I haven't been out on the boat with my boy that much. So him and the other dude say not it real quick. And they're like, oh, Boucher's got to stay with the boat on the dock. And I was just like. What, while they go get you? While they go get a battery. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. I'd rather fucking stay with the boat. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm just sitting on the dock and I'm holding the boat with my foot. Sitting on the dock at the bay? Yeah, sitting on the dock. And I see oh, this couple. Sweating? I see this couple come out there like in their 20s. And it's like a guy and a girl and then uh, they got their dog on the boat. And I remember just sitting there like, have you ever manifested something? Like you think about something in your mind. Like when I used to play sports, we used to just like. What, like scenarios? Yeah, where, where you like play something like. In, in, like you have this whole like you it's almost like you just quickly imagery. you quickly wrote a movie in your head of like what yeah, yeah, that yeah. scenario is over yeah, there yeah, yeah. yeah so i do that all the time so, so when i used to play baseball it was like all right i'm picturing this hitter hitting the ball over here and laying out and diving and catching it and, and it'll happen so anyways i'm sitting on the boat i'm sitting on the dock and i'm just holding holding on the boat i'm just like fuck i'm gonna fucking take forever this couple gets on the water this chick's bad right and I, I remember just being like, you, you just know, wrote a porn in your head. You're like, yeah, this is what's gonna happen, right? bro, I'm like, I'm like 19. I'm like, just like, damn, those these chicks tits, right? So, um, they start coming past me slow. You know, they're idling. They're on the boat. Okay. They're on okay. the boat. They're idling. They're, they're getting out of the boat ramp. Right. And um, the the girl's wearing a, a wife beater over her uh, swimsuit. Right. And so she's facing me, and she just takes her fucking wife beater off. And her bathing suit slipped underneath her tits. She didn't realize it. So she takes off her wife beater. So her bathing suit's under the tit? Her bathing suit is down here. So it's kind of pushing them up almost. So they're yeah, and her mom's out. And, and her fucking... And she takes off her, her other top, right? Her, her The wife beater that she's wearing. And she doesn't feel it. She doesn't realize it. And she's just standing there facing me. For or like, did she? A, <laughs> or did she? Dude, it was probably like a good like 10, 15 seconds straight where she just didn't even realize... And it was one of those like, and they're just cruising past. Hi, Miss Parker. <laughs> when you exactly. let me fuck, Miss Parker. <laughs> when you let me fuck, Miss Parker. When Wait, you so let did me she fuck. fix the, Did she fix it? Yeah, she eventually was like, <gasps> looked at me and was like, <gasps> she knew, she knew. And and I was just like, I I just remember I was sitting there, I was just like, damn, she knew. And they're my boys are all laughing and like, ah, we should have had to stay back. And like, they come yeah, back with the dude. battery, like, oh, you guys got a fucking lithium battery. I got fucking two double D's over there. <laughs> So anyways, um, we, we basically say, fuck that. We, we get back on the boat. We got a phone call from like this rapper, uh, this like Tampa rapper that, that their boys with. And he's like, he brought the boat out in the, uh, in the actual bay. And we were like in Clearwater. And so we're like, fuck it. Let's load the boat back up and let's go over to the bay. Let's drop, 
to drop our shit in the bay. What, the same? Oh, so your boat was working out when they came back with the battery? Yeah, so oh, they no. came back with the battery, we, we hooked it up, and then we loaded it back up onto the trailer. The trailer fucking busted while we were driving oh. down the street. So it's connected to like the chain, right? But it's falling off the side and almost dragging on. So we're like, fuck. What kind of boat? It was a fucking dunker, dude. Like, a, like, like a, a pontoon boat or like a regular? Like a little bay liner. Okay. Like okay. a little, you know, yeah. like you said. Like like a cocktail cruiser, like a little cuddy cabin. Yeah, like, like you, you'll, you'll pull a wakeboard behind you. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You got, the, uh, you got the steering wheel on one side. Mm -hmm. And then you got a little aisle with a little seating up front. And yeah, like yeah. One of those little things. So anyways, so we go in the bay, and and we start following this fucking yacht of, like, this rap dude. And you, they're just blowing trees on there. You just smell it. We're, like, catching the breeze in the back. And we're like, yo, let's go fishing. Like, let's go follow these fools. We're going to go fishing. How, were you, were you, you got a call from that rapper saying he was going to be out there? Were you allowed yeah, so we to get on meet his boat? No, we went to go meet up so we could just go cruise out with him. Okay, okay. Because uh, he, he was boys with uh, this dude. So anyway, so we go out there, and we're just, I was just like, fuck it, these, these guys are doing it. They're rich as fuck, they're rappers, they're right. fucking smoking herb, they got a fat ass boat, they got chicks on their boat, and the next thing you know, fucking Coast Guard. Boop, 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 boop. weren't on the boat. Oh, I know. Coast Guard, boop, 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 boop. We're like under this bridge of the Courtney Campbell, and we're just like, oh shit. Like, every single time I've been out on the bay, Coast Guard fucking board yeah. their boat, it's yeah. crazy. So anyways. The dude that I'm with, well, my best boy's with me, but the dude that we're with, he's just like, he's just like, yo, cut the engine, cut the engine. So we cut the engine. We start kind of drifting. Like, Coast Guard's going right there, and we're like, dude, this dude's like, yo, I got priors, I got warrants. Like, I supposedly stole a boat recently, so uh, we need to get the fuck out of here. Was that the boat you were on? No, he's, uh, he, he went camping on a fucking island and just woke up and took somebody's boat yeah, to go get some food. A storm came and trashed the boat that he stole. So it was bad news. So anyways, um, so anyways, we're just like, oh fuck, we gotta get out of here. Every single time we've been out on the on the bay or out in the water in Tampa, it's like you gotta have your shit. You have to have your shit right because the Coast Guard fucking boards that shit all the time, dude. So we were just. I love. I always tell. I always tell you this, but we're gonna get a boat one day within the next two years. Guaranteed. Park in my side yard. Guaranteed we're going to get it. Unless it's too big to fit. No, no, no. We're getting a very fucking modest, affordable boat. We might throw it down with you. We're going to get it. It's definitely happened. Like, it's it's one... And I'm going to tell you, it's it's 100% happening. So, and the lady that I did work on, her house, they bought that house in Pompano. They live in Boca Falls. They bought a house in Pompano. And they're, these people are fucking awesome. The guy was an ex-Marine, like-minded like us. They're... they're awesome their kids like 30 30 plus maybe or or out of college they have their own careers their own houses own everything so they bought this house in pompano almost as like a weekend retreat so they could have back the life of having young kids around again right so it's on the water on the intercoastal uh no fixed bridges so you can get out to the main intercoastal and then the ocean so when I was going to the house, I was like talking, like uh, talking to him. I'm like, man, this is this is my dream. This is beautiful. Primo spot, dude. I said I got 18 years. When my my girl is done in, uh, you know, West Boca. He's like, and all their kids went same as our kids through all these schools. He was like, yo, anytime you want to bring your kids here, shoot me a text. I don't have to be here. Go right in the back gate. You guys fish off the dock. Do whatever. 
Fuck yeah. So then I took it another step further because one of the biggest burdens is you buy the boat and then what do you do with you it? pay for it. Right? So if you want to... I, I, I would love to keep it at your house, but it's a nightmare. Like when my, I was going to tell you about Danny after, but like my boy Chad had a boat in his driveway. So he took us out one day. You have to go to the house. Close it down. You have well first before it's it's clean from the the previous time. So you have to go to the house, hook up the trailer, hook hook it up to your car, pull it out, take it to the gas station, fill it up because it's like two dollars cheaper than whatever. And the, go launch it. The, uh, then go park your your the car. Marina. Right. Go out for the day. Pull it out of the water. Drive it back. Throw all the garbage out. Hose it down. Flush the engine. Well, it's like, dude. Take all your if you fish, take all your gear off, take everything off. Whereas, ideally, if you so they said, I was like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a boat. Maybe I can rent uh, some of your your um, bulkhead. They were like, yo, because they like us. They like me. They like they met the kids. They're like, if you guys get a boat, you can park it. You can dock it in the back of our house, you know, for free. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm like, no. I was like, we'll have to give you something. She's like, if you give me anything, it's not even going to be a, a, a fraction of what it would. Because I bet you, I don't know. I think it probably costs fifteen hundred to two thousand a month to dock your boat at a marina. Yeah. So she's like, you you just put it here, or or, or not to mention even just a boat yard where they don't, or it's not even in the water. where you call where up they just and lift say, it. and then you say, hey, I'm coming, and then coming. they put it in before yeah. you get there. But still, yeah. Then you got to tip people for that launch. I almost got a job there when I first moved here. So if I do get one, which I'm going to get one, I'm gonna I'm gonna take her up on that. Hell yeah! And fucking, I can leave my fishing poles there. I can leave everything on the boat. We go, fucking, hose it down right there in the slip, and get in the car and leave. Hell yeah! So the Coast Guard. So my buddy Chad, we went out on his boat, and we went to Dania. You launch the boat. Party poopers, right? Yeah. It's but you know what, dude? It's necessary, but fuck. It's it's so necessary because you know what? Everybody thinks like when you're on the boat. Oh, people it, get crazy. Yo, and, and the guy driving the boat. Bro, oh, yeah. there's kids swimming in the water. There's there's kids docked. There's always kids involved. So, like, it's bad enough if you kill yourself or somebody on your boat. But then if you go crash and take out four other boats and fucking hurt people. So, I, I get it. But, like, if I was in that position, if I was Coast Guard or whatever, I would only patrol and make sure... Whoever's driving is not drunk. I wouldn't do the whole life jacket thing and whistles. You know, yeah, like, I wouldn't do all that shit. But like when we went to Dania, you launch, you make a hard right, you go under that bridge, and then there's like there's you could walk in the water. It's yeah. like up to here, and there's just boats for I don't know a thousand, two thousand feet. Boom, 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 lined up, and everybody's in the water, and the Coast Guard literally goes up and down. Oh yeah. And he, I saw him like uh, harassing somebody, but again. You know, it's like a respect thing. It's like the same thing. If a cop asks you a question, you're not going to tell him to go fuck himself, or exactly. you're asking for it. So, yeah. like, as the Coast Guard, or there, there are cops, but as they come up, and you don't lower your radio, and you have fucking, sit, of course, they're going to come fucking bust your balls, you know. But it's, it's dangerous. And the same with like Lake, Lake Boca. There's but, but always like, shit in there. Oh yeah, dude. People, people act a fool too, man. I remember in uh, Clearwater there was this place called Shepherds. It turns into a club at night. But during the day, it's like a sandbar where everybody like docks their boats and shit. And my my freshman year of college, when I was staying at that dorm that I was telling you about before, yeah, my boys that I went surfing with, they they had a boy come and visit, and he had a fucking he had this tattoo. It was he was like in the navy. He had this tattoo. It was called like a pirate's dream. 
So he had this fucking full color parrot over his shoulder, pirate ship, treasure. It was like the whole nautical theme. That's cool. I want to do that on my leg. So so me and him, we got we got fucked up this night in the dorms, and we were like best friends before we blacked out. Supposedly we fought, and then the next morning neither of us remembered. And we were cool again. So anyways, like fast forward maybe like two three years. I'm at Shepherds with a bunch of people I worked with. This guy, he had Budweiser tattooed across his chest. Probably kicking himself now. Now, now he's definitely kicking himself. <laughs> he, had, he had Budweiser tattooed across his chest. I remember that. So anyways, I'm chilling. I'm fucked up at the sandbar. And I, I look over to my left, and I see, I see Budweiser on this guy's chest. And I was just like, and he was just like, what's up dude i was like yo you good and he was just like he's like yo i'm fucked up he, he's like yo follow me and i was like all right and we swam up on this boat and we just started filling our pockets with fucking like bottles of vodka and like bottles and shit i was like yo is this your boat and he's like i don't know who's, who's the fuck boat this is oh my god <laughs> we're, we're, hop, we're hopping on boats and just robbing their fucking liquor dude it was so funny but anyways so um so I'll look out for the Budweiser tattoo guy when yeah, I have the fucking boat. When, when you're at the sandbar. But yo, so when I was growing up, I remember on the West Coast, like my dad growing up, he looked like Cheech and Chong. Like my dad's dark skin. Which one? He Who looked, did he look like? He looked like he would have been the third one. My, my dad had, had the long uh -huh. hair with a I, bald top. I wish there was an app for like, that. Can you compare, can you put Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin together and make the third guy? Yeah, he would. That'd be great. He, he would look like, yeah, my dad looked like those two. But he was a big dude, right? Not back in the day. Not when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Like, he was just like, he was 5'8", and he was like in good shape. But he had like long black hair, dark skin, and he looked, I, I can't explain it any other way, that, but he, it was like the 80s, right? He looked yeah, like Cheech yeah. Chong. And so, but... But growing up, to me, like, in the 20s, 30s, to me, um, a man was, or, like, what, what I thought an adult dude was, was, like, Brad Bradley Knoll from uh, Sublime. Wait, right? did you say 20s, 30s? Like, like... 1920? No, no, when, no, like, 20 years old, 30 years old. Oh, when, oh, okay, when, I was when, like, when, I'm thinking Billy the Kid or something. No, right. when, when I was a kid, the people that I looked up to that I thought were adults... Right. They looked... They were like cholo white dudes from San Diego, right? They looked like fucking sublime, slightly stupid. They were they were white dudes, shaved heads, black lokes, right. tats, where the fucking... Uh, that's like the vibe out there. That's the vibe yeah, out yeah. there. So anyways, I remember I was at a, I was at this lake when I was a kid and that we used to always go to out in the desert. And my boy's dad, who looks just like that, fucking rolls up, drinking beers, by himself, brand new sea new boat. You remember the Sea-Doo boats mm -hmm. when they first came out? Yeah, yeah. And I played football with his son. He's like, he's like, yo, Boucher. He's like, yo, they said these boats are unflippable, bro. He's like, I'm about to try to flip this shit. You want to come with me? And I was just like, I looked around like my parents weren't around. I was like, fuck yeah. And, and me and my boy's dad, we spent like an hour, two hours just out on the water trying to flip this bitch. Never did, right? And, and yeah, we couldn't flip it. But it was like, we got close a couple of times. But he would just floor it, and it was just like it was just a different time, dude. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's but that, you think differently. But that was the shit, man. Uh, who is it? Um, Tim Dillon, uh, the, this comedian that I really like. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's from, no. he's from Long Island. He he tells a story how he used to go out on his friend's dad's boat, 
and his friend's dad tried to kill himself two different times with him on the boat. Would just like gun the boat into a fucking like pillar, like on a bridge, and and like he survived both of them. But that's just insane. Like, like it, wait, his kid was on the boat. No, not his kid. Wait, who, who was who was the guy in the boat? So Tim Dillon was on the boat with his friend's dad. Oh, okay. Just okay. him and just is that him and real or is that for comedic fucking? I don't know. That's insane. I always think of like real like bad both things is remember the turn down for what remember that that reel or meme that was going around and it was like oh, a white when family, all of them just go yeah. and they're like coming in somewhere there and, and it's they like, all just go yeah. they turn down for what and you see everybody in the boat go this way and then this way and then the final jerk they, Boom. the guy's head like it's literally like he had a rope around his neck and they pulled him to the floor oh yeah i'm like that's yo it's so scary dude especially like with kids like my boy paulie had uh i think i told you on candlewood lake in connecticut we lived there had a pontoon boat and my kids love fishing they love like outdoor stuff like that so i was we we get them on the boat and i love the pontoons because of I the the rails yeah right so it's like a sense of security you obviously i still they all had life jackets on you still watch your kids you jump off the top well no his he didn't have a, de- a double decker he wants to get one yo double decker pontoons like 90 grand he what had he, my double decker so the pontoon boat is just one thing. oh yeah, yeah. it's you got like would- you talking about like with the actual cabin with the upstairs? No, so like the pontoon boat that he has essentially is like a floating barge with right, a motor on the right. back. It's just the bottom, and then and then there's railings around railings it. Around so it's like it's open. It's completely yeah. Open. It's like twenty six. His boat, I think, is twenty six or twenty eight feet long, mm-hmm. maybe like eight to ten feet wide, and railings everywhere, and then seats everywhere around, and the the thing. It, you, he has a barbecue on there, coolers. It's a it's a party boat. Sick. It's dope as fuck. So he is the shittiest boat on Candlewood Lake, but he's got like loud speakers. It's like the party boat. When he yeah, rolls yeah. up to Chicken Rock where you dive off of, everyone it, knows he's coming. And, and he just anchors in the fucking yeah. cove. Anchors and it's just mayhem drinking, throwing beers at people in the water. Like it's awesome. But they have double decker pontoon, so it's that with I guess stanchions of some, you know, some four points with another deck where you can either tan put a lamp you know whatever a chair a there, and they have slides that go right into the lake with those uh, so i saw one for sale used obviously because it was like oh for sale by owner. the guy mm-hmm. I, I called i'm like uh well, how much is that boat you know i figured like 30 because my buddy's boat was like 50 like he got it for free but if he was the seller right now he could probably get like eight it's a piece of shit but a regular pontoon boat he's like 20 grand and that's like brand new Ninety thousand. yeah i'm like the boats are fucking out of control. but it was sick it had three ponds like my buddy has two and then there's one in the center on this boat but they're just like super safe so that's how like my kids started to get like acclimated to it and it's it's a fucking awesome time like you're literally you open the gate in the front and just jump off you're yeah. anchored to get back on the ladders right there the kids can get back on you're grilling burgers and dogs it's it's really really cool my, and I see them here they have them in the intercoastal only they're sick dude but I want a, I want a center console I want to be able to go fishing yeah know? yeah yeah the uh when I was uh, when I used to go up to Tennessee at my grandpa's, he had a he had the pontoon, but it had a cabin. So it was it was a pontoon. It had the indoor cabin, and then it had uh, you can get up like on a the ladder. Roof, going, right. Okay. So that's a double decker. So it's a double decker, and and then he had a he had a little ski boat, just nothing special, just small little ski boat, and and two jet skis. And bro, that's the only setup you need. Those it pontoon so boats are so sick. good because it's like. Like, my buddy has done stuff to it, like, redid the flooring and ripped everything out and just put plywood down, screws yeah. it in, and rebuilds it. So it's like you're just, 
It's like you're working on a foundation of a house. Exactly. So you can get the bare bones, the cheapest model, and then get some of your boys a couple cases of beer and build the second tier. And you bro, when you're so underage, when you're underage too, and you're getting fucked up, you can just get a, get a like life jacket on or a floaty, and you can go underneath the pontoon, right? Because you've got like you've got like those two little channels underneath the pontoon where you can just go under there and like inconspicuously you can you can drink and get fucked up absolutely it's sick i fucking love i didn't even think about that like uh the double deckers that i'm talking about the not that i'm talking about but like the one that i saw so like if i'm driving the boat this is the railing here you go up that rail there's another door here that you can get off then it goes couch cushions door in the front and then like a little stand platform Couch cushion, couch cushion, another door, and then wrap around cushions, table, and then shit here. The grills behind you. If you the double decker is that set up with four posts and like another platform with a ladder up, but you could still see straight through. Yeah. The one you're saying, you could essentially build a sliding closure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, you basically it's like the back part of the boat. You've got like a good little bit of mount to just mm -hmm. hang out and get sun, and then you got basically a sliding door. Where you go in, and then you got the fucking, you got the wheel, you got the captain's chair, you got uh, a fucking couch, you got a table where you can fucking eat and snack, and then you got a bathroom and a shower, and then you got. Oh uh, really? Yeah, dude, it was sick. And then you got a little oh, fucking. Oh, that's like a almost like go a houseboat. Type it, it's thing. like a houseboat. Yeah, that's that's. But it's a pontoon. So you sick. could do that, like, like I said, they, I I've seen them. Day, get one of them. No, but those, that would be like more like lake shit, and those oh, that's boats. Definitely lake shit. Trailering those boats, like I pulled my boy Paulie's boat out, I helped him. We kept in the marina. It's you have to because it's yeah. so it's, it's as so wide heavy. it's as wide as his deck. Oh yeah, you would have to have like a three fifty to fucking pull that. My shit. buddy pulled it with his Silverado, the uh, regular like fifteen hundred or whatever. Oh, damn, That's but it was it, you could feel like you know when you're pulling something, you're like the whole time you're nervous. You're like oh my god, you know you could feel you run over a pebble. You're like oh shit, the boat's like fucking. Oh yeah, but you remember can, that video you're talking about though of the people just like. Boom. Yeah, the turn down Boom. for what? Boom! Yeah. So my boy, he's just like, I was living with him that summer. He's like, hey, my mom got you a, a plane ticket up to Minnesota. We're going to go see you and my family. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So we go up. His family lives on this badass lake in Minnesota. It's the summertime, so it's not fucking negative, you know, 40 degrees. And so we go out there. We're on the boat. It's my turn for the jet ski. And my boy, White Mike, that I was telling you about, <clears throat> me and him, when we were in high school, we used to always, we used to always uh, get to ride jet skis. I had, this, I had this teammate, Dane, whose dad was like the big time plumber in the area. They had a fat house on the water with jet skis. <clears throat> and so me and White Mike, we would go and we'd fucking ride my boy's jet skis and we'd get, we'd just fuck around, right? So I remember one time White Mike took me up deep in this canal on the way up to Lake Tarpon. And just a little backstory, when I first moved to Tampa, we used to cross this canal on the school bus. And my boy Jamar, you ever heard a black person? Oh my that? God, I know jo I know Jamar. You, you ever heard a black person do that white person? Where would they go, deed, look out, deed. You know, like they're, they're over yeah, there saying yeah, the white yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, Jamar used to like hang out the window and be like, you see a fisherman in like this canal and be like, Dude, there's a big ass fucking gator next to your boat, dude. Dude, look out, bro. And then, like, no lie, there'd be a fucking massive gator next to this guy's boat. So I, I remember, like, I was afraid of this canal. Anyways, 
me and White Mike, we used to take the jet skis back there, and there was this dock that would come off of this park where people would like, chicks with like tan and shit on it and stuff. And we got really good at just spraying fools. Like we'd right, right. like, get really close to it and cut, and we would just like soak everybody on these canals. So one day, White, me and White Mike, I'm right on the back of White Mike's jet ski, and he takes me far up into the canal, right. and he fucking dumps me off the bench. Oh my god! In the fucking gator water. And you know the gators there. Oh and, and you wonder what he does? He fucking takes off. He laughs, points, and he fucking takes off. And I'm shitting myself. And he finally comes back like a couple minutes. You're later. like Jesus walking. Oh, did that go in? Fuck. Oh shit. So he. That was a hell of a fucking shot, dude. They, they they've been making some that they always show so, these guys. Who the yeah, fuck are they? Boston scumbags, probably. So, anyways, he comes back and picks me up. The next day at school, Mike's just fucking holding court with like all these like good looking chicks at school. Like he was he was a like class clown. He was funny as shit. Had all the chicks, and he's just making fun of me. He's like, "Yo, Boucher was like me," and like fucking dogging me out in front of these kids. Boucher so was walking on water. He's, he's like, "Yo, Boucher was fucking shit." Well, watch the so, shot. Watch the shot. Oh, damn. No, did that go in? It had to go in. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway, so that's what I was used to on jet skis, right? Me and me and White Mike, we would chase, chase after the cigarette boats, like oh. the drug runners with like three engines in the water. Yeah. And we'd catch air off the fucking wakes and shit. So we were, <clears throat> I was pretty nice on jet skis. So anyways, uh, so my boy invites me up to Minnesota with his family. So we get up there and as soon as we get up there they live on this beautiful lake outside of you know outside of minneapolis in the country on this awesome lake and it's like his uncle lives here and his grandma lives here right and they got boats and shit and it's, it's fucking awesome so anyways i'm used to like i'm used to riding jet skis right in tennessee i'm riding jet skis with my Wait, grandma. Kenny Powers? i was fucking dude i was I was definitely Kenny Powers at this point. I was like, I was all about jet skis, so I was I was really good at like splashing fools. So, anyways, the the uncle's got a new boat. As soon as we get there, as soon as we land, they're like, he wants to show it off. So, I'm talking like three or four generations on this boat. His grandma, his uncle, his cousins, like everybody's on this boat, and they're like, Danny, you're up on the jet ski. I was like, all right. So I go on the jet ski and I was just like, Nee! I just fucking take off. And I start chasing birds. I didn't know Minnesota's got a state bird. It's called a loon. Oh Makes a crazy work, uh, crazy noise. I'm fucking making the loon. What is loon. it called? A loon? Loon. Like a lunatic. Yeah. L-O-N. And you gotta listen to the sound these things make. It's unbelievable. Anyways, I'm chasing birds. I'm fucking getting loose on this thing. I fucking right up right next to my boy's uncle's boat with everybody on it and fishtail it out. I fucking floor it right at him last second. Scared blast all these fools. Bro, his grandma lost her fucking solar shields in the water. Solar shields. Uncle fucking lost his shit. I pocketed some of their ears. I fucked everybody up on this boat. Who invited this guy? Who invited this fucking asshole? So Your anyways, gam gam is out here, for God's sake. So anyways, I, I'm ignorant to all of it. I'm just like... Yeah, have I, a great time. I thought yeah. I just fucking killed it. Yeah. I get back on the boat, they're, just, they're all just like pissed off at me. They're all like, You're like, I ripped it. They're like looking at you like, oh. So the uncle goes... He goes, hey, Dan, you want to go wakeboarding? I'm like, I want to go wakeboarding? I'm like fucking 19, you know? I'm just like, fuck yeah, let's go. Is that that's on your knees, right? You're locked in no, on your wake, knees. Wakeboarding, standing up. 
Okay. It's like snowboard. Snowboard, one board, right, yeah, right. One board. Uh, sideways bindings. And so I was like, fuck yeah, let's go wakeboarding. So he goes, all right. And then I was like, where's the wakeboard? So he got you back. Oh, yeah. So he's like, he, I was like, where's the wakeboard? He's like, it's right there. You know, it's my daughter's, but I think if you work it long enough, you can put it on. I was like, all right. So I'm sitting there for like, I'm sitting out in the water and I'm, I'm sitting there for like, no lie, like 10, 15 minutes trying to fit myself into these fucking rubber bindings and I finally like squeeze in because it's fitted for it's, the boot it's right it's for a chick right, right yeah right. I mean it, it, it's like a ski boot almost. It's, it's like it's like a little piece that comes up right mm -hmm. here and the piece in the back I know what you're talking and about your feet come in right here and so oh fuck are you fucking again? kidding me oh they, they, oh my god that's short handed my god so, <coughs> so anyways I uh I finally get this fucking wakeboard on and he starts going. I get up. I pull myself outside the wake, and then he just fucking guns it to go over the wake. Well, no, I'm I'm already outside the wake, so it's already just kind of I'm already outside the wake, and he just fucking guns it, and it starts. I start skipping across the water. We're going so fast. Right. We're going like sixty, bro. Like it's it's stupid on the water. We're yeah. going fast as fuck. We start skipping across the water. When you fall at that speed, it's oh like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yo, slow down, shut it up. He goes faster. I'm skipping, skipping, skipping. I catch an edge, and I just. Dude, you're lucky you didn't die. I knocked. I got knocked out. Did you have a life jacket on? I had a life jacket on. Did they fucking double back right away? Oh yeah, they double back right away. I got fucking knocked out, blacked out. I come to. I'm sitting up. The the uh, wakeboard that took like fifteen minutes to put on was off. Yeah, fifty <laughs> off that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just completely off. Like me. you were just holding it in your hand. And and then I get back on the boat. I'm just like, fuck, dude. I was telling you. Oh, yes. That? That's how you answer. The equalizer. I was like, I was like, fuck, dude. I was telling you to slow down. He's like, yeah, speedometer broke on the boat. I was like, all right, you got me. You got me back, dude. It was fucking sick, dude. What do they say? Revenge is a, a dish best served cold. Oh my god, dude! I That's got like, fucked up. You ever see? Please tell me you've seen it. The Great Outdoors. Yeah. You seen it, right? John Candy, mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd. Remember when Chet Ripley is John Candy, Dan Aykroyd is Uncle Roman, and Uncle Roman has all the money because he's a Ponzi schemer, or whatever. And Chet just wants his kids to have a nice time fishing on the lake, whatever. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna get a pontoon boat." And then uh, Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, you can get a pontoon boat if you want to be a, f I don't know what he said, pussy, whatever. Flamer. He's like, or you could come out with Uncle Roman on a jet boat. And the kid's like, jet boat. Jet boat. Jai kids or whatever. So the next day they go get the, the jet boat. Night, baby. And it's, it's like a 454 with fucking pipes off the back. And the name of the boat is Suck My Wake. <laughs> and fucking John Candy, same thing. He's in, the, he's in the skis, except it's that rubber, yeah, like a wetsuit. Yeah. And he it's gets like a it. binding. Yeah. Almost, and he, he's trying to tell his son how to do it because his youngest son is doing it. So he's his youngest son is in the bindings and he's holding the rope and he's like, All right, what do you do when you're going too fast and you're about to dump and you're going to lose control? What do you do? What do you do? And his son's like, uh, He's like, You let go of the rope. And they're like, What's going on? What the fuck is going on? What's taking him so long? And uh, John Candy now has the thing in his hand because the kid's trying to take the things off. And then John Candy's like, waves and the wave is like we're good to go yeah so roman's like oh he's not going anymore oh he's gonna go okay. and he fucking hammers down and john candy goes no skis and they're pulling him around it's fucking that's a, that's a great scene 
Yo, the, the first time I ever jet skied, I didn't know that I had to let go of the rope. And I got fucking With dragged. two skis? Yeah. I tried oh, one not, not jet ski. The first time I water skied. I couldn't get... Yeah, water skiing with, with like, two skis. Yeah, one with two skis. skis. I couldn't get up. I tried it, like, maybe 15 times, 15 goes. We rented a boat one time at Kettle Lake. I was, you know, bobbing in the water with the yeah. fucking things up, holding. And, 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 and you got to, like, hold it in between you. You got to create that resistance yeah. to, like, get so you it kind of picks you... I couldn't do it, dude. I, I fucking fell. I, I fell forward instantly. I, I think it was probably 10 or 11. I thought they were supposed to stop the boat. Nobody explained to me to let go of the rope. I was getting dragged and drowning. You didn't hold, you didn't let go of the oh, I didn't so, let go. Yeah. I got fucking towed behind the boat. Slow down. And I was like, slow, slow down. And I was just like, to the point where I almost drowned. It's scary. And I finally let go. It's scary and in they, the water. They especially. scoot back around and I scoop, they scoop back around and they're like, bro, you were supposed to let the fuck go. I was like, I thought you guys were going to slow down. It let go or like, you're when you're driving a boat and someone's behind you, you're not just looking straight ahead, you're looking at the guy behind you. So when you see somebody getting fucking not on the skis and they're going face first, obviously you should slow down. Hell yeah. But we used to, when I was in Tennessee with my cousins, we used to get fucked up and shit. We'd get, we'd get fucked up underneath the pontoon and then we would sneak out and we would grab the ski boat and the jet skis and the... You know, our parents would be like yelling at us, like, "You guys are fucking drunk! No, 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 no!" And we'd steal the shit, and we'd go to this fucking tiki bar on the water in Tennessee. It was like, bro, it was like the best memories. But my uh, my cousin, he fucking got thrown off the jet ski when he was fucked up by his little brother, and he like cracked his ribs on the water. That's how fast they were going. Yeah, he dude. Fucking fell off. The the water can be unforgiving, bro. When you're going a certain speed, it's crazy. My buddy, his family had a this house. This episode's got to be called Boats and Hoes. Boats and Hoes, hell yeah. My buddy, Billy Logan, his family had this house on uh, Peach Lake in uh, off of Hardscrabble Road, upstate, like off of 684. So it was used only as like a lake house. It was, it was like, it was three bedrooms, but it was almost like cubicle style, like the walls never went up to the ceiling. So it was kind of just like whatever. Did it have the spotty pine, like the... Like with all the little knots in the wood. No, 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 it oh, wasn't. Okay. That's that's like high. That's, that's like a cabin. Yeah, shape. that's nice. That no, this was like a. It was like a. When you pulled in the street, you could walk like this and go right into the house at this level, but then, the land dropped down. So like the garage and everything was under, and then it dropped down, and you could just walk out to the lake, almost like on stilts. Yeah. But the inside was essentially just like like this house, just a wide open floor plan that they kind of chopped and made three bedrooms and a bath. So like we were there, we used to go there for parties and like we'd be like banging chicks and like guys would climb up on the table and just look over the seat, the the wall. Cause like picture, like if the wall went up here, it stopped three feet before the ceiling. So you could just get up and look over. <laughs> just fucking watch But his sister ended up moving in there and redo gutting it and making it uh, like a winterized. This house wasn't winterized. It was just, but um, he had a just boat a up there. Spot. Yeah. We used to go up there and just get fucked up, fish, go out on the boat, and fuck around, whatever. And uh, one one time we were up there, and he we were I don't know how fast we were going. He had a boat. Maybe we were going twenty. I don't know. We were we were going pretty good. We were just decent on the water. Yeah, and we were drunk. I was I was drunk, drunk, and you know we're all fucked up, smoking pot, drinking, and I'm like, ah, you know. We used to, our thing would always be like, we everyone would be fine, be like, someone would be like, and just freak out and jump off or do something <laughs> stupid run into a wall so like he's driving and i'm like yeah let's get fucked up and i just leaped off the side of the boat thinking like 
again, it's going to show how old I am, but It'll like, like Baywatch. Like, yeah, yeah. remember Baywatch where they would dive off the cigarette boat? Like, Pamela Anderson would go like this Just and it would be no splash. Cool. Yeah, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And I fucking dive off, and I remember, I at the last second, I was, like, pulling my head down to, like, tuck. And th I feel like, thank God I had my hands like this to kind of break it. And the water just fucking hit my neck, and it was like I got punched in the face. I didn't get knocked out or fucked up, but I got startled and scared, like... And I'm like, damn, dude, now I see, like, you're basically jumping off and running into, like, a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, It's fucking... It's, like it's concrete. Yeah, it's scary. When you hit that shit. That's it's why, definitely fucking scary. That's why when you, like, jump from a certain point, right, it's like, you don't survive it. Because you're, you're basically clapping that shit on fucking concrete. Yo, so I always say, and this is this is a bad comparison, but I'll, I'll use the story anyway, and then we're going to end on this note, but... When I was, like, I always say, like, people that kill themselves, like, if you blow your head off or, like, OD on drugs, those, I feel like those are the best ways. Like, even if you slit your wrist, you still have, like, a minute or two before you bleed out. So, in that time, you're regretting it, in my opinion. The worst possible thing I could possibly think of is, like, if people kill themselves, jumping from something. So, like, I live next to the Tappan Zee Bridge, right? So, people jump all the time. So you're on the fucking thing, you want to kill yourself, you hate your life, whatever. Your feet are on solid ground, you leap. The second those feet leave solid ground, you have about... You regret. I'd say you have about 10 to 15 seconds before you hit that water. Those must be the worst 10 to 15 seconds of that person's life because you, there's... What are you going to do? There's no bungee cord. You're done, yeah. right? So I'm, it's like... It's fucking horrible. But... uh I think the worst is... Uh, Wait, what the fuck was I just going to say? I forgot again. I, I think the worst is shotgun blast of the dome. No. Or hanging. Hanging is bad. I'm, I'm talking about for the people that find you. Oh, yeah. Well, no, hanging, whatever. You're blue, suffocated. What I know, was but, I, well, but, but if you were to walk in and see a family like, member just dangling yeah. dead, No, you're a scumbag. That'd be fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, you're a scumbag for that. That'd be fucked yeah. up. That's, in my opinion, the worst way to do it because you, you have regret. The second you leave, it's it's like a good idea until it's not. Yeah. And you have the fucking the there's, time. There's to no fucking, take back button. No, exactly. Oh, I made a mistake. Nope. Sorry. You're done. I remember I said we were going to end on this. Remember I said we were going to end on this? Yep. Fuck me. Anyway, I'll tell you a quick story about a, uh, a suicide off the Tappan Zee Bridge and then we're going to stop. So, and this is why I think it's so fucked up. I was a volunteer fireman in Tarrytown. So I was never on the fire boat, but... Uh, Tarrytown stand up. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so a couple of my buddies, a couple of my good friends were. So uh, we're at the firehouse one day. You get, they, they get a boat call for a jumper. So Damn. the guys on the boat, on, on the fire boat, they run drive their car from the firehouse to the marina, which is only like a two-minute drive. Get on the boat, go out to the Tappan Zee Bridge. When people jump, you either get what's called a sinker or a floater, right? So this was a floater. So they end up recovering, and it's it's usually nighttime, so you can't fucking see. So they end up getting them after a certain amount of time, and, and you're really not going to survive. So my friend Dave and Billy Logan that I was talking about before, I ended up fishing this kid out of the water. It was a kid. He was probably in his 20s. And they said that, and me and my other buddies that were so firemen. Philly broke his heart. Yep, exactly. Oh, man. So we were we were all at the dock waiting for them to come back just to see the ambulances there, whatever. 
So when they came back, I'll never forget, the kid was like purple. He had one Air Jordan on, one off. So he was probably in his like early 20s and he killed himself. And, and the Tappan Zee Bridge is I don't know. what, you think? Dude, if it knocked one of his sneakers off, dude, that's pretty fucking hot. I mean, they say, they compare, they say like when you jump off of there, like you can't even, even on a, the roughest day in the channel, super choppy, it's still just like landing on the pavement. Like, yeah, you're yeah, done. Yeah, but I would say if you were really so you're more like 110 feet. It's probably yeah. It's probably every bit of that. And I always say if you really want to make sure you're dead, jump off the George Washington because that's even higher. But anyway, so land on pavement. Fuck it. It's just whatever. Do it. So they end up getting him there, and when they got him back to uh, land to put him in the thing, the ENT said that every everything was broken on him. So the kid Dave was like so. Not freaked out because he's like a professional, but you could tell that it was a young, twenty-year-old, twenty-something-year-old kid. You know, he was doing CPR on him so hard that he just, just broke everything in his body. And, trying to get him back. Fucking, and he was, he was, yeah, he was, and he was done. Fuck, dude. And they didn't end up saving him, right? Huh? They didn't end up saving him. Mm -mm. He was dead. He was done for. They have other guys that jump off there, and I guess if you. I don't know if you go, I don't know, feet first or head first, you're swan diving, triple Lindy, I don't know what you're doing, but if, <laughs> well, you fucking, that bitch. if you're Rodney Dangerfielding it off there, and it, if you end up kind of in a pencil on a calm day, you know, if you're, not, if you're not right in the center of the channel and a little bit off, the bottom is just, you know, mud and murk, so they, when they say you have a sinker, essentially you're plugged in the fucking bottom. Holy so they'll send God. like divers. So shallow? It's not shallow because you get big tankers that go through there. But if you're not, if we come from that high, the main the main channel is is center. Uh, what do they call it? Not mass, maybe center mass, whatever. Yeah. That's the deepest part. In of the between channel. the piling, pylons. Right, right where the big the big uh, facade is. If you go a little right. bit left or right of that, it's still high enough to kill yourself. But on a calm day, you can you can sink down and get plugged or whatever. And sometimes that happens, and they end up finding them. You know, a week later, washed up in Yonkers or down the city. Fuck, dude. But yeah, it's... What, what was, like, the... Being a volunteer firefighter, what's what's some of the gnarliest shit that they kind of, like, prepare you for? Nothing. I mean, they can't prepare you. Like, I took Firefighter 1, <clears throat> and it, it was... It's cool, like... You know, everybody thinks, like, especially in New York, because FDNY is, you know, the best fire department in, in the whole country, oh. right? So... If you're a volunteer, they call them volleys. You're looked at as like a shitbag, scumbag, whatever. But if you're a volunteer? Yeah, because FDNY is like, you're a fucking volunteer. Like, I do this every day for a living. You guys are sitting at the firehouse drinking beer, getting fucked up. Like, I'm over here lifting weights, you know, running up 50 flights of stairs in the Bronx in a Mexican chop house where you think there's a two-bedroom. You get there, it's an eight-bedroom. You know, you get turned around and you... There's so many stories of, of firemen in the city jumping out windows because they got locked in and guys dying there's one story it's like the, you could pull it up it's it's eerie there's a whole department they ended up getting turned around in one room because they chopped up the house so you get in and then you get into one area where you think was like a bedroom it turns out there was like two bedrooms in there with plywood or whatever and they couldn't get out so there was a window they were i forget how many flights up but you hear the radio for, they, they play it for you when you take the class and like it's one like, of it's like a teach, teachable moment where yeah it's like, bad I, I forget what they call it they call it black sun they call it something but one of the guys like it's your brother so one of the guys is like I'm gonna go and they either burn alive or fucking 
So the one guy leaped out and, you know, dead. Splat. Dead on the floor. The next guy went and landed on top of him. You know, dead. And then it was kind of the ripple. They were trying to, like, land on each other to fucking survive. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I think they a lot. I think they all died, and I think the only guy that survived was, like, the the captain or whatever on the thing. But anyway, so the, the volunteers. So I took classes, and then I remember graduating Firefighter 1. I, uh was coming around the Tarrytown Lakes, I was like a day after passing the class, which means you could go interior and actually fight a fire. Me and my buddy were fishing at the Tarrytown Lakes and we have our pagers on and we hear Sleepy Hollow frantic on the pagers being like, we need one and one to Sleepy Hollow, mutual aid, they, they needed help. So we're like, we're running through the woods, we go. Y'all are like, let's fucking go. So we go and there's like three buildings because the buildings are you know right next to each other. One was fully involved, just cooking. And then the two apartments on the side where it was going off. She gets hot too. Hot, bro. Really hot. I'm talking like you think you have a rub day grilling chicken. It's like horrible. Yeah. So I was like, you ready? I'm like, yo, you guys, you know, stay with me. So me and him went in on the hose and we're, you know, fighting the fire. Not Everybody was out. So we're just kind of trying to put it out. Yeah. You feel that heat and that adrenaline. It was fucking awesome. But then uh, that that's really like the most that I've ever could say that I did. He told me a story one time on the Tappan Zee Bridge, and this is the last story. On the Tappan Zee Bridge, there was a, he was down the firehouse, I wasn't there, and they got a call for a uh, tractor trailer fire on the bridge, and I think it was an oil tanker or a gas tanker or something. So they roll up, you have to shut down one lane, the truck goes on, you know, and you're using the water that you have off of your, your, your engine, your pumper. Yeah. So we were eating like Italian combos and shit at the firehouse. So he's on the nozzle. He's got his Scott pack on, all geared up, and he goes to the driver's side fucking door. The tractor trailer is completely involved, just a fireball. And he's fucking hitting the side, hitting the side. Somebody goes up and breaks the window with a halogen tool so the water could get in. And once the window breaks, he's still sitting with the nozzle on, on full jet stream, like right to fight. It's a full, it's like a power washer. The driver never got out of the car. So he's sitting there, like, not holding the steering wheel, but he's in the seat, charred, like a piece of chicken, burnt to a crisp, and you can't see him because the smoke's there, so he's still going like this. You make, like, a clockwise motion, and when the stream hits his face, it just it just peeled his face off. He's like, shut it down. Rips his fucking mask off, starts puking. He said it was up there. He's... So and that was fucking nasty. That sounds like a pretty gnarly sight to see, bro. Peeling somebody's face off is charred. Gross. Because and the, dude, the dude, outer dude. layer is charred, but inside's not. Right. Right. So you're so it's fucking like, knocking. It's like a power washer. Oh. And that's you know. And again, that's not to not to say that's volunteer firemen. So like, if you live in those towns, like in New York, like Tarrytown is volunteer. Like, I feel like FDNY. It sucks for those guys too. But like, they're getting paid, you know, eighty, ninety grand. They what know what they, they're signing in. What are they on, like, three days on, four days off? Three, something, like something like that. Whereas volunteers, like, a guy that could be, Let's go, you baby. know, working a regular nine to five, and then after he has dinner with his family, gets a call and goes and has to yeah. take a dead girl out of her, you know? Yeah, dude, it's, it's some fucked up shit. It's pretty fucked up. And if it wasn't for those volunteers, who would do it? Because you're yeah. not, they're not going to pay FDNY to go up there. So, like, everyone always bashes them, like, oh, look at the guy, the T-shirt crew, because they always wear the, the fire T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, the T-shirt crew hanging out at the fire department. Meantime, 
if your fucking house catches on fire, you're gonna be begging for one of these guys to come in and fucking save you. Yeah, fuck, dude, fuck that bullshit. 